There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think you should go first this time. For Suggestible, the podcast, the, the podcast. podcast where we suggest things podcast. to people. We say, podcast. hey, we've been watching some things. We've been listening to some things. We've been with some... <laughs> well, we're going to tell them to you and then you'll know. And, and I get... Huh? And I and you haven't and, I, and if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't seen them then you can but if you have just go on with your day. Correct. I'm Claire. I'm There's James. James over there, and most of the time I just like to make fun of him, yeah. even though we're married and it's a podcast. And sometimes we also do a podcast. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. Thank you. Big old boob. <laughs> Not boot. Boob. Boob. You it's switched such, it up. Yeah, it's a real fun word to say. Boob. 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 <laughs> Boob. There should be more O's. I reckon they should put three O's in boob. I think it'd be better. Boob. boob. Just be one like, boob. Like I a, don't like boobs so much. Not so no? fun. Boob. If there, were, if there were more O's as well, it could be like the ghost of a boob. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that funny. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I've never laughed like that before. No, she does boob. laugh like that. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. Do I? Yeah. When I really find you hilarious, which is very rarely Thank you. Uh, your boob, I just make no sound at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave the room to laugh for four hours. All right, we should yeah. get started for my first recommendation. You should. You okay, yeah. off, you, off your chop. Just started this. There's been three episodes out. It's on HBO Max. It's called I'll Maximum. Be- I don't know why I did People that. People love that when you yell <laughs> on a podcast. They I love it. back from the microphone. I know. It's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark based on the book of the same name and it's basically about or at the hunk, but I meant, wrote, I meant to write Hunt, the hunt for the Golden State Killer who operated through the 70s and 80s, 50-plus rapes and multiple murders. Never caught this dude, right? Just wow. disappeared. But what this series does, it doesn't just look at that. It chronicles um, the work of Michelle McNamara who, is that right? Yeah. Uh, hunting I don't down, know, mate. Get it right. It is. Hunting down this guy in the present day or like the like 20 between like 2011 and 2016 and she's married to Patton yes that's that's right right, which I will talk about but yeah so it basically intertwines her investigation and her personal life because they get married they have a child together he's a very famous comedian she's an author but she's never kind of she's always been acknowledged as like this really great author but she'd never really been happy with how her kind of career had been going she couldn't find like the, the thing that like to kind of Lock into if that makes sense. It seems to. Is yes, it's not, it's, that sounds very familiar. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, but yes. she, uh, you got lots of things going on. Oh, yeah. You're a mum, and that's oh, all the things my that you. God. Know. Which, by the way, is a very important job. And, of course, it is, and very valid if that is your career path of choice too. Definitely, whatever However, you want to do. Yeah, I don't know what I want to do. I guess mm. I'm doing this podcast with you. That's right. You have to <laughs> we're critiquing other people's great work. But uh, <laughs> oh, thanks, Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Hey, look, like I'm some kind of superstar. <laughs> I go on YouTube and go, the Transformers movies aren't very good, are they? <laughs> we know. Everybody knows that. But uh, I know. Anyway, let's get back to talking about anyway, this is an incredible story it on is. multiple levels and terribly sad. Yeah, at the it same is. Time. Because, so it's her life intertwining with the investigation of this situation that has long gone and forgotten. 
And the thing is, as well, she is a brilliant writer and she has been acknowledged that over the years. And what she brings to this investigation is not only she's really good at locking in on clues and just pouring through hours and hours of, of like audio police interviews, police interviews and, and documents and just just tons of this stuff that she's going through over the years and interviewing different people. And But she's also very creative, so she brings that different perspective and she's able to kind of almost kind of imagine scenarios of how things would would play out. Mm. And and what she managed to do, she, she identified all these unseen connections which people hadn't had before because it also existed these killings and rapes in an era where rape wasn't really considered that much of a crime. Like you get a few months. It was like an armed robbery or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and often there was no, like they, the people, they'd, the detectives they'd send, it was very clinical and there were a bunch of like middle-aged men being like, well, what did you do mm. to put yourself in this situation and all these kinds of things, even though this guy was breaking into houses and raping people. My God. Well, it sounds so much like that show with Tony Collette. Um, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, oh, what was is that, that called? show called? Yeah. But, I'll get uh, on the Googs. So yeah, she even coined the name of the killer because he didn't really have a proper name. Like, cause he, they, for years, people also thought that the killer was the separate from the person doing the rapes, but then, but since some people had cottoned onto it, but anyway, long story short, and people probably know this, this guy did get caught recently and it's not up to this point in, in the documentary yet. But uh, the other really sad thing about it is the book that this is based on, which is also the series uh, she passed away in 2016. She went in for an operation and it just went south and she died. Like she wasn't supposed to die. She wasn't clinically ill or anything. Not that anyone's supposed to die. Do you, you know what I mean? Though? I know. Was, she was still very yes. young and it wasn't something that had no. been planned. She had a young daughter. Or she was in her they were prepared think, early, for. Yeah, like her early 40s. Did she die at home? I think Patton? she died at hospital, I think, okay. I believe. I don't have that information in front of me. But it also explores their relationship because he's because she's in it quite a lot through archival footage and interviews that she's taken and they narrate some of her book using somebody else. But they also interview Patton Oswald who talks about the person that she is and her family life and growing up and how difficult that was because she was the youngest in her family by like a lot, by like 15, 16 years and all her siblings are much, much older and the kind of the frayed relationships she had with her mother because um, they just didn't. They really just gel, different really people. Gel. Yeah. yeah, and that's not, of course, with families. It's not that you don't love each other often. It's just you've got clashing ideals. And so it's it's not just a straight-up murder mystery, which the story in itself is really interesting, but why I'm, I'm also finding her life really fascinating. And what is also tragic is she didn't see the result of this. The book was published two years after her death, and now we're getting this show now. Wow. So even though she'd uncovered all of these things and she was making ground, she never really saw, like, the results of this, which was really um, – quite sad when she and look she wasn't the only she was a pivotal role in catching this guy but she wasn't the only one there were a lot of other people who were not giving up on this for, for years people like detectives who worked on it who just couldn't get couldn't past let it, it go yeah so she, she's not the only voice in this but it's just it's a really interesting perspective and it's not i'm not big on like true crime and murder mystery stuff all the time i find it a bit kind of i don't know kind of exploitative and a bit kind of yeah. unsatisfying but it, the perspective she brings as well is, is very much from the victims as well because they also show i'm going to shut up i've been talking about this for a long time but no. she, she talks about how uh like they had like you know your true crime shows in the 80s and they'd reenact it and there'd be like a woman in sexy lingerie on the bed and a guy breaks in and it's all kind of, it's kind of shot like a soap opera when yeah. really they were really horrific and matter of fact like terrifying things that he was doing which slowly built up into murder mm. and this guy the way that this guy was able to operate in like the same area and he'd and he'd strike houses like two or three away from each other wow. like he'd be casing the place plate the streets for How weeks is it that they didn't find him it's just not putting things together poor detective work 
DNA samples, all of these things which they didn't have then. It was kind of a combination of things. It was yeah. also the fact that they didn't seem to take it as seriously. Yeah, and see, yeah. and that's what I think mm. is at the crux of a lot of this true crime. And I went through a phase where I was listening to a few true crime mm. podcasts, but I agree. I, f- I find it really hard to find the line between explo- exploitation yep. um, and then also really great reporting, which mm. then enables people who hadn't previously been found to be found and then um, charged for their crimes. And the show we were talking about was unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah, with right. Detective yeah, Grace really Rasmussen, which I think was also played by based Tony on Collette. a true story. Yeah, well, and that was a similar story where yeah. a young girl um, was her house was basically broken yeah. into and she was um, sexually assaulted. We did cover that here, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, we did. I also think we should make a disclaimer that if this brings up anything for you, where well, yeah, we're obviously that up top. Yeah. Um, mm. We'll put some links in the show notes to places to, um, you know, helpline yeah. and things. Um, I think part of the issue with this kind of stuff and back then is exactly what you said before, that it wasn't always taken as seriously. I mean, rape was still legal in marriage till yeah. not very long ago. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that it this was as serious a charge or as serious a crime as murder in lots of ways um, was just not in the culture. And I think women's weren't believed in the same way. No. They weren't and taken and crime against, yeah, blame put on them. And you look at the campaigns yeah. at the time and they show a lot of them. It's like this woman's walking at night but she's walking to her car by herself yeah, and, and she's reading she, a book but she should be looking around. And what's she wearing have, yeah, and what? And is, is she drinking and it's, all it's, of those it's, questions. It's victim blaming. It's exactly that, yeah. which still is a thing. That's still. It absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely is. And I think part of this might be also like what you just said, who is making those documentaries about these kind of true crime events in the 80s? Men. So, mm. so much of this is from the perspective of a man. And so I would love to see, um, it's Michelle McNamara. Yes. Yeah, um, her perspective on this because I, I, I totally agree that I think when true crime is written from the victim pers- victim's perspective, yes. you really see a whole different view of these of this kind of crime and just how serious this kind of crime is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it reminds me to Dolly Parton, her podcast. So she was 36. Wow. I didn't realise, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was just so looking tragic. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say Dolly Parton was really good and is really good at writing songs from the victim's perspective. No, 46. Perspective. Sorry, go on. 46. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. What am I doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, Dolly Parton's really good at writing songs from this perspective, I think, from the victim's perspective and because often um, historically in that in that kind of music that she was writing, that country music, a mm. lot of the, you know, murders and assaults against women were written by the perpetrators even. Yeah. Of, of, they um, get their books, you know what I mean, where they talk about all that great crimes that they did. And, yeah, or yeah. yeah. And anyway, I, I don't want to go too far into this because life is hard enough as it is, but Where I is do it? think that sounds fascinating and I would love to watch that. And I... Yep. Yeah, I, I do think it's so important. It's not fun now. either. Like it's bad. Like it's not mm. I watched three last night and it was it was horrible. Like it wasn't yeah. it's put me in a weird headspace and paranoid about making sure the doors are still windows locked, which I'm already pretty paranoid about yes. as is. The other thing is or the, she interviews or they have interviews of the, the women and they sit down with them and they take it through it and how it's affected their lives and how their family react reacted and how their husband reacted and all these kinds of things and a lot of them are doing great, like they're doing really well and yeah. some of them are still together and work through it together but other people you know, couldn't. They, they couldn't for obvious reasons and oftentimes, you know, because they don't know how to handle that. There was no counselling for something like that happening. Yeah, in the 80s. I mean, yeah, oh, God, I know. Even, which yeah. Lot, yeah. So anyway, that's that. I've 
probably taken up too much time. But uh, oh, yeah. well, now yeah. you've thoroughly depressed us all. With I've, your got a, I've got a happy one for my next one. <laughs> all right. Well, no, <laughs> that does really sound fascinating. And I just what it does remind me of just very quickly was mm. that podcast, um, the Teacher's Pet. Because yes. there's a similar story in there where um, a man's wife goes missing, the police do a very half-hearted attempt to find her um, and he says she's left him but then it becomes very apparent very quickly that he's murdered her. He definitely murdered her. Correct. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's just never really looked it's into. Baffling. And what what really gets me and makes me sadder is that so many of the women that are interviewed in that podcast say things like, but we were women we weren't taken seriously yeah. or I didn't even think or I like, could – I had the mm. kind of power to be able to go into a police station and say, hey, my friend is missing. Or they didn't even, it didn't even occur to them that they could, yeah. you know. And I and so how far have we come and how awesome, there you go, here's a positive, how awesome, how far we've come mm. in that women have set, found voices and, and victims of crimes like this, not just women but all people have found the ability to talk and, and yeah. avenues like podcasting That's that, right. and, you know, Streaming platforms just tell these stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, okay. Bing bong. It's time for an ad, James. Is it? I, I can tell. I can tell from the bing bong. <laughs> All right, so have you ever searched for something online that's inappropriate? Funny you should ask. Yes, I'm doing that right now. Like, <laughs> that I'm not going to turn my computer around because you will divorce me. <laughs> Oh, never. I love you too much. Well, I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? (laughs) Don't be naive. To do that. Don't be naive. Well, exactly, because it doesn't matter. It will not hide what you are Googling or your browsing history. Holy dooly. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. My goodness. That's why we use ExpressVPN, our wonderful sponsor, ExpressVPN. We love you guys. We do. Um, It doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon. Yep. Yep. Or Comcast. Yep. ISPs in the US can legally sell your information to ad companies. Goodness, this is terrible. Doesn't seem right. Does not. Luckily, ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Ooh, it sounds like a spy movie and I love it. Um, Most of the time I don't even realise I have ExpressVPN. No, it's really quick, which is nice. Yeah, Yeah. it's so great. You've talked about this before. Yeah. Super. High speeds. I love it. Um, It seamlessly goes in the background and is easy to use. Also, you can flick between countries very easily. That's really good if you want to watch something from a different country on Netflix or another streaming service or whatever. I'd use it a lot for downloading stuff or watching stuff on like Mm. HBO that I can't get here, which is really frustrating. So I know. I use it for Hulu. Yeah, there you go. It's really awesome. Um, ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. Mm. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. I use it. it to Google something embarrassing. 
Like if I'm trying to think because there was something that I Googled. Re- what was it? It wasn't even like a weird thing. It was just Elephants like, wearing ballet shoes. I don't, it was something like that. But I just a monkey on a skateboard I didn't want to be like something like if I died and someone opens up my computer, it's like the last thing that I looked at. I talked <laughs> about – last time we talked about how I was Googling ASMR Harry Potter travel agency. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the least – that's the most embarrassing thing that I've ever Googled. I doubt that. Yeah, I doubt it too. <laughs> Um, anyway, so call to action. Yes. Yes. Protect your online activity today Protect with the VPN rated number Sorry. one by CNET and Wired. Sorry, I yelled over your thing because I was doing a call to action, but mm. read that again. Sorry. Don't yell over me. You said call to action. I was calling Goodness to action. Goodness me. So Are you again. ready I'm for ready, me ready, to go? Ready, <laughs> Protect your online activity today with VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit our exclusive link expressvpn.com forward slash suggestible and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package that's expressvpn.com slash suggestible expressvpn.com slash suggestible to learn something no to learn more <laughs> or something <laughs> or something, something. All right. thank you expressvpn back to the show bing bong <laughs> can we move on definitely can i have a go now i would love you to all right i'm gonna do something much happier Oh, it's so fun. It's three of my favorite people. I love this video so much. Ooh, ooh. See, I'm doing my own hype. So, because you bloody won't do it over there, Mr. Murders Left, Right and Center. So, RTE Comic Relief um, put out a video a few weeks ago starring Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar from Normal People. Oh, it's really? hilarious, yes, and they play rep- or reprise their roles as Connell and Marianne. If you haven't watched Normal People, we talk about it in a previous episode. Uh, it's brilliant, and the book um, by Sally Bruni is also brilliant. But there is a surprising twist on this little hilarious video because special guest Andrew Scott, the sexy priest from Fleabag, also plays it. It's so Great. It was it just combines like two of my favorite shows from this year. Um, so Andrew Scott uh, plays the sexy priest and he is in the confessional and Connell comes in on one side and then Marianne comes in on the other. Hilarity kind of ensues I and they're all in character. This it's sounds so awesome. Yeah. funny and great. Um, so if you want a little gigs, uh, you should definitely watch that because they – it's just really awesome. Especially if you're a fan of those shows, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise it would not make that much sense. <laughs> Actually, no, it wouldn't know because it's all sort of references. You've got some good TV to get through there, though, if you haven't watched it. You them. have. Yeah. Fleabag as well. Oh, my gosh. It's just so brilliant. So that's one thing. And the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly before I let you go on is if you're looking for a show that will just kind of sweep you away, that's not terribly serious. The Broom Show. (laughs) The Broom Show. Sweep you away. Um, That's That's... a bit rom-com, a little bit like hilarious sort of romantic, with still some, you know, quite relevant um, points to be made. Uh, it's the first Wives Club, but not the film. I mean, well, also the, show, the film. I've seen you watching that. The TV yeah. show, it's really awesome. I finished watching it um, a little while ago. It's on Stan, I'm pretty sure. Stan? I think so. Stan or Amazon Prime? It's on Prime. one of the things here. One of them. Yeah. And it stars one of my favourite comedians that I've started following on Instagram, Michelle Buteau as Brie, Jill Scott as Hazel, um, and Ryan Michelle Baith as Ari, who are, if you haven't seen the first film um, that was starring Bette Midler. And who else was in that? And uh, Goldie Horn and Diane Lyon. Diane, yeah. No, Diane Keaton. Yes. Yes. I get those two confused, but yes. Oh, right. God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically all three women um, are in relationships with their various men partners and they all kind of get 
kind of done over in different ways. And so it's about their friendship and how they navigate that. It's set in New York. It's really fun. It's it sort of is a look at family life and motherhood and parenthood and relationships. One of the um, husbands cheated on his wife. Um, one of them is like a politician who's putting his career before his wife's career. And the third is a singer who, um, which is Goldie Hawn's kind of character, I guess, from the first film, who gets done over by her husband manager and gets kicked out of her incredible penthouse. Even though apartment. she's like the star or whatever. Correct, exactly. And it's all about her exploring her art and finding to her own voice and, you know, all that stuff, you know, empowerment and every, and also what I find um, is really great too, as a side note, is that the cast is entirely black mm. and that I think is awesome um, and adds a different element to the show as well. But it's not really the focus of it. No. It's just that is what happens, happens to the be. cast. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, and I love it and I really recommend it for a good fun time. All right. Yeah. No, I've seen you. I've seen a little bit of it. You're watching it. It is. I agree. Yeah. I, I think stuff. I'm pretty just. pretty funny too. Yeah. Part of it too is that I'm realising I often only watch TV and film that features people that are like white women. Well, yeah. Well, there <laughs> like a lot of it, me. But a lot of it is that though also. And it is. A lot of it is that as well. But I think that's also I'm making a really concerted effort and watch and read and listen to stuff that is made by people that don't just look like me, mm. that are from a whole range of different backgrounds and different experiences. But I guess also it is kind of normal too that you are drawn to art and and books that kind of talk sure. about your experience. Well, I exclusively like movies and shows and books that are about and written by men in their mid-30s. Otherwise I'm not <laughs> interested. Who are dads <laughs> with two children? Otherwise you I'm not would. interested. I don't want to hear about other experiences. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I just thought it's well worth pointing out that it's important to try and do that more. And you get lots, just so much more stuff. Yeah, well, that's right. And there's just so much rich work and and again, like you said, it's art not, out there at the moment. It's not like it's the so point awesome. of the show, but it's it's just a different perspective. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And it's discussed sort of in, in small parts within the yeah. show, but it's mainly just a good fun time. Okay, cool. And I love it. I got a good fun time. Your turn. Claire. Okay. Uh, this this movie is Ooh, came to Hulu. A good long fun time. No, never. Uh, it's <laughs> called Palm Springs. It's on Hulu. It's directed by Max Barbaco, and it stars Andy Samberg, who you might know from Brooklyn Nine 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 Nine. Christine Melotti, who you might know as the real mother in How I Met Your Mother, but also other things that mm-hmm. she's terrific in. And J.K. Simmons, who you might know as a guy who goes, "Bring me pictures of Spider Man." You know him? <laughs> yeah. Terrific. It's a great cast. Oh, it's also got uh, the Australian guy. What's his name? Chris Pang. Oh awesome yes, well. do you really love like him. Yeah, I do. Uh, so it's basically it's a it's it's opens with a, a wedding in Palm Springs. Uh, with Kristen, it's, did I say Kristen? I think I said Christine before. It's Kristen's uh, sister's wedding, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like she's a black sheep of the family. She's like, oh, this wedding, or whatever, I have to be made of honor, and I make a speech, and she has to do all that. But she has a meet cute with Andy Samberg, right? But then as the night progresses, uh, they get kind of caught in this entanglement and she wakes up the next day and it's the same day again. So it's Groundhog Day. But what she figures out very quickly, and this is like in the first like 10 minutes, that he's been doing the same day for who knows, could be a thousand years. So yeah, so she's new to this and he's been doing it. So they have these, uh, you know, the the scenarios that then unfold from that is she's trying all these different things to get out of it, including like, including like suicide and kind of telling real truths to people and all these different insane scenarios before they kind of settle on just, just, just doing things, for, you know, that have no real consequences and they just create all these ridiculous scenarios and then they then play out 
during the day and the movie becomes that. But then you know, maybe they're falling in love along the way and oh, learning lessons. Because this sounds so far up my It's so alley. good. It's so funny. Like you really need to watch it because it's – and it's also really fun. There was a few moments that I actually laughed out loud, which is really unusual in some of these scenarios. Yeah, which they, you never laugh. No, I don't. <laughs> but there's because because obviously they know how everything plays out every day. They know what's going to happen so they can craft these <laughs> it's insane. It's <laughs> a moment – it's in the trailer, but they put a bomb in the cake. It's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say any more than that. But it's also really well paced and you don't you know, get sick of it. So before you're like, so it kind of stays on things just long enough to move on to the next thing as well. And also it opens with Andy Samberg has a nemesis in this realm also who keeps coming after him, which becomes like a recurring thing in it. Uh, it's it's just, it's really great. It's probably, it's one of the best things I've seen this year. It's one of the funniest things I've seen this year almost certainly. And it's just nice to get something like this that's... um. You know, it, it's it's trying times, but it's just a really, just a good movie. And if you've seen Groundhog Day and like Edge of Tomorrow, you know the premise, but it's it's just great. You should watch it. Watch tonight. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. I totally will because mm. that's all I feel like watching at the moment. Yeah, no, you'll love it. You'll really love all it. All right. Yeah. Excellent. That sounds awesome. Last thing before we wrap it up. Last thing. All right. Well, last thing is a thing to keep you laughing. Called Last One Laughing. Last One Laughing. Last One Laughing. So I finished watching this the other night. I actually binge watched it. It's the first thing I've binge watched in so long because I'm so tired. I go to bed at like 7 o'clock. But I couldn't. I had to finish it. Um, It's on Amazon Prime. It's hosted by Rebel Wilson. Ten Australian comics have six hours to try to make each other laugh and the last one to crack wins $100,000, which is a huge amount of money. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know it was hundred thousand. Yeah, it's a yeah, huge right. amount of money. Um, so the comedians, I could see James is like prepping because he has opinions. Not the really. comedians are <laughs> Dilrook Jaya Singer, Frank Woodley, Nazim Hussain, Anne Edmonds, Ed Cavalli, Becky Lucas, Joel Creasy, Nick Cody, Sam Simmons, and Susie Youssef. Um, I think personally, uh, Frank Woodley, Anne Edmonds, and Becky Lucas really yeah, stole the show for me. I some thought- of them are just kind of stand there like mannequins, not kind of. Doing anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they, yes, particularly Ed Cavalier, I felt was like a really passive character. Yeah. On the surface, this show does not sound like something I would be into, but oh my goodness, I think part of it is just how insane they go because they don't put any filters on it. No. It becomes super explicit. They can say anything. They can literally say and do anything. So there's like nudity and like warped kind of like penis jackets yeah. and like a lot of like really full on dirty jokes. Yeah. And it just be- And some of them don't play that as well. Like Frank Woodley. He's, I, I'd forgotten how funny Frank Woodley is, but it's just so dry and so clever. The moment when he comes, he brings in Photoshop pictures of some of the other people in there because yeah. you could bring in props, you were telling because I'm kind of in and out of it. And it was – I don't know how they didn't break because it was some of the funniest stuff I've seen. Like, it was so yeah. funny. Yeah. And I think what's so incredible about him is that his comedy <laughs> is – Yeah, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> and the thing about him is that his comedy is so heavily – physical as well as mm. being clever with words. So he's just brought together so many different elements and it's just ama- amazing to watch a master at work. And I think um, it highlights to the different types of comedy that they bring to the table, but also really interesting the kind of strategies that they play because there's yeah. alcohol involved as well. Yeah. So it just becomes debaucherous and rude and absurd. And mean. And mean. <laughs> They're so mean to each other because one of the – And Edmonds has said some really oh, mean things. So and it's she really com- funny. They're yeah. so funny. She comes in in different characters. There's a character called Auntie Carol, which is just like hysterical – and and just like everybody's got an auntie like Auntie Carol. 
And what they do say is that because comedians are such weird people, they need they need to get really weird in order to make each other yeah. laugh. Um, so I just find it just a joy and also a kind of strange and awful at the same time because it's also a real test of strength really oh, yeah, yeah. to not laugh or smile for six hours straight just mm. on its own without just being around normal people it's regardless like of whether they're comedians or it's not. It's like Big Brother if it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah, because they literally have cameras everywhere. And Rebel Wilson was an executive producer on the show and she is brilliant. I think she you can see in this why she has the career that she has because she has um, she presses the buzzer quite a lot and you can just tell that she really understands what's funny and what's not funny yes, and definitely. when to kind of step in and when not to. So I Rebel just Wilson comes brings... back every six months to quickly film a show and leave. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, genuinely because she does movies and then she'll come over and be like, I'll just do this thing really quickly. Yeah, in Australia and then go back. Again, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I just thought in the end I, I couldn't believe that I enjoyed it as much as I did and I think you should absolutely yeah, it. because one of the things you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, it's Well, I don't really comedy. like reality TV. Well, I also don't... don't like a lot of Australian comedy that's on television because it's the same shit. Yeah. And, but this was this was really good. And I, I, I would I wish I had watched it from the start. Because I haven't, and I, I know what happens in it. But so you, yeah. yeah. And well, there's going to be another series, I okay, think, good. by the looks yeah. of it. Um, Sam Simmons, his comedy, I, I just couldn't get no, into. And that's the thing, you don't, you don't yeah, gel with but it was so brutal. Yeah, like his was, is so explicit yeah. and so absurd and so intense, and mm. yeah. It, but you, it does. I think the reason why Australian comedy, you can tell on TV, on mainstream TV, anyway, isn't that great? Is just is clearly because of the networks and the channels. It's the, and it's the same voices when they should. And some of them are like veterans in there. Like Frank Woodley's been around for like 30 years. Yeah. Not, not that long. But but he's still good. But there's other people like there's newer voices that you don't see. Like, again, Becky Lucas, she's been a comedian for a while as well. Not yeah. 30 years. But you don't, you should see people no, like that No, but she's more. very young. Yeah, well, yeah. that's right. Exactly. Comparatively. Or Anne Edmonds or, yeah. you know, Joel Creasy. They're all really great. Even Nazim Hussain is mm. really, really funny too. And there's, I think... Yeah, there's you just need a variety of voices and a variety of voices that are allowed to do things that are different. Yes, and you see that in this because it's it's just clearly all improv. Yeah, um, and really really awesome. Anyway, so last one laughing on Amazon Prime. Go and check it out if you need need a laugh. Sure, and- it's not Prime Video. Oh, yeah, it is Prime Doesn't Video. Doesn't matter. People will figure. Isn't it out. that the same thing? No, they're different. Oh God. Well, this is Prime Video. Yeah. All right, I which might be called a different, different thing overseas. Who knows? Oh lord! Yeah. All oh, right, no. we got to we got to move it along. We got to move it along. Um, uh, if you ca- if you could review the show, it really helps. If you could do it in app, five stars if you want, that'd be great. In app, you just open your app and you do it. This is from uh, Tyron One Hundred One. It says, "Got her five stars." It says Claire, <laughs> my wife and I love you seriously. But James got you good in that Mister Peanut Movies episode. <laughs> Totally called you out on all the interrupting and it was great. The banter is great, but sometimes setting each other straight is much needed. I would great podcast. I recommend listening and subscribing and rating in order to follow along with the amazing marriage story. Also, the the latest brand spanking new episode is really good. I love uh, the more serious ones. Uh, it's from Matt and Megan from Nashville, Tennessee. Do you want to get – you got some recommendations there? I while certainly I, do. While if I try and settle like, our baby. Yeah, I know. You can tell she's uh, chirping away in the background. If you would like to rate, not rate, James is rated. I don't even know what day it is. I'm exhausted, guys. Um, if you would like to write us an email, tell us what you think about the show, give us some recommendations. We would love that. And so I've got one from Kevin Prakrad. So, hey, Claire and James. So when you first started this pod, I started listening consistently. Anyway, 
Oh, he dropped off for some reason. Oh, no. Well, I hope you're back oh, now, mate. I just got back on the train again and I'm listening to it in reverse order. So I've got a few recommendations. I recently finished the Kurt Von Nugget book Bluebeard for my summer college class and thought you might enjoy it. It's a hoax autobiography following the life of a disgraced abstract expressionist painter named Rabo Tarabekian who actually appeared in another one of Vanagut's novels. The book is surprisingly touching and manages to gracefully tackle gender issues through Tarabekian's relationship with a widow who forced herself into his life. It is a wonderful Tell what work. I'm bloody dropped off in this email, all right? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It's a wonderful work from an age Vonnegut. I have got just hit on so many pronunciations that I can't. Vonnegut? I don't know. I'm Kurt too Vonnegut. tired to, I can't, I don't know. Vonnegut towards the end of his career. And for James, I know that you like your musicals and one of my favourite musicals ever is Stephen Sondheim's Sunday in the Park with George. Hmm. Heard of this one? Never heard of that one. It is a fictional account of the life of painter George Soro Sorot? Sorot. I don't know. Sorat. 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 Oh, God, I can't pronounce anything. As he paints a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jati. Oh, God. Over two years in the 1890s. I think this is all made up and just there to test you. Yeah, I feel so. Sounds made up, Sorat. It's a beautiful ode to art and artists, and I love the beautiful music that comes with it. I hope you've enjoyed my suggestibles. Keep up the good work. Best, Kevin Prakrad. Yes. Thank you very much for the email and for coming back as well. Just like I came back into your email at the end. I was off sorting the baby. I sorted it. I came back. (laughs) He sorted everything out. Oh, and just quickly, too, we have a little correction from last episode Mm -hmm. that I just wanted to bring up really quickly. Um, So we may or may not have said women don't get boners. And by we, I mean you. Hey, man, I'll own it. That's what I said. (laughs) Anyway, and so we just wanted to, we've just been highlighted that that kind of wording is trans-exclusionary language and it could be seen as a microaggression. Sure. And so we just wanted to apologise and let you know that we love everybody. We are definitely not transphobic and we are learning our way along. Yeah, that's right. And I think that the thing that I loved about um, getting emails like this is that it we are trying our best, but we don't always get things right and it's no. really nice to be educated. I think so, I yeah, because I think if people say, well, the goalposts are always shifting. Yeah, that's what happens when society, like, so it's important to kind of try. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not on top of everything all the time and all the proper terms. No, and we use so many that. words all the time yeah, and say I, things in jest and it was in jest. Yeah. It was totally. a joke. But if people, yeah, look, I, you know, but, I, um, I do apologise for that because we want this to be as inclusive as possible. We don't want, you know, to people to think that. Not respectful of whatever your background or sexual exactly. It's or all about is, yeah. listening and empathy, which is right. ironic because I never listen to you. But most of all, everyone should listen to us and what we say <laughs> on this podcast. We're anyway, right. all we want to say is we love everyone. We're trying our best, and That's we right. love you specifically, listener. Hey, thank you. No, I'm talking to the listener oh. who's listening to us right now. Terrific. And we are wishing you all the best in all your future endeavors. Correct. And we'll see you next week for more of this shit. <laughs> what? what? Good it's true. lord. So bloody depressing. Okay. All yeah, right. Goodbye for real though because i got to yeah. pick up my See you, see you later. Okay. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.